Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Blood Guilt Sins of Tophet. This article is about the shedding of innocent blood. It is not an attempt to produce man's science on this. It is a biblical treatise on blood guilt and a warning for America and any nation that practices it. America's Second and Final Civil War There is a man's purpose and ideas he follows through on. Many purposes can fill a person's life. Yet in the end, we find God's purpose will be followed through. Night cometh, heralding end of days. The night comes and it heralds the end of days. It will be a time of deception and truth, and this will force you to make life-changing decisions. The following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Dunamis of Acts Classic Warn Radio Series Parts 1 through 7 and Dunamis of Acts Classic Warn Radio Series Parts 8 through 14. Acts Classic Warn Series Acts Classic Warn Radio is a 14-part series in two sections. We bring you the action as it continues heating up as the gospel goes forth in power. Ministers, prophets, and teachers were gathered together. Christian Persecution Classic Warren Radio Prophecy News This is one of our Classic Warren Radio shows from our archives and is made available in a new post to you. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. The Watchman wrote this book in 2019, even before COVID and all the rioting by BLM and Antifa started. And we didn't publish until 2021. <coughs> and you can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play. And Google Play also has the ebook. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to Dana Glenn Smith. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. 
Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here again yep. on this Wednesday. Yep. You know what, Dana? What? We are one of the lucky 18 states that are being hit with this huge storm system olive well one thing about it it'll help the water table yeah we've already got two over two feet in our yard couldn't get out of the house today not looking good for tomorrow well this is the one that's supposed to go clear across the united states yes so that kind of gives you an idea i don't know if it's going to get worse as it goes on or if it will um, kind of play out. Well, our weather's supposed to, you know, the, the snow's going to be tapering off, but it's going to be cold, and it's not going to start warming up any at all until about Saturday. I think Friday will be a little bit, but not much. And we get winds around here. We're by the mountain, and the mountain gets the horrible wind gusts of like 70 to 100 miles an hour, so... One section, they've closed the road because it's an extreme blowover risk. Yep. So you got to be careful when you're up in these neck of the woods. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is China War on Believers. And this comes to us from Bitter Winter. Bitter Winter is a website, bitterwinter.org. And it's based out of Italy. But the people that run it... Um, this is about the Chinese Communist Party persecution of Christians. These guys aren't Chinese Communist Party. These are the ones that are bringing various uh, uh, roots of illegality to bear and reveal them. And so they have... Uh, now this one's by Massimo. Massimo. Um, and uh, there's a lot of different articles uh, that they bring out. I mean, they're all along the same line, and the reason we cover them is because this one had a summary of the Chinese Communist Party persecution of the church, and they call it, of Almighty God in 2022. Now, uh, the one thing I like about a lot of churches that like this, or church-related, when they relate it, uh, or, or the ones overseas that we cover, if they have... Uh, for instance, another organization that we report on, uh, you know, is is called the Assembly of the Loving God. And yes, as I've like said that. many times, I like their titles. You know, this just isn't, uh, you know, a church. This is the Church of Al of Almighty God. So I mean, they they want you to understand the ownership here. You're not offending man. Which you are, really, because you're persecuting people. But you're offending God because you're offending his people. That's right. And so, um, uh, now this is in 2022. There were 10,895 members arrested. Wow. 14 members died as a result of persecution. 1,901 members were sentenced to jail, and 3,257 were subjected to torture or forced indoctrination. Now, when I go over these stats, these are the stats um, that came out from uh, the article. I mean, it's their stats, not mine. But the thing that you have to understand is to really understand what is going on there. Now, this does not include the Uyghurs at all. Um, and th there is some very 
upsetting things happening there too. Um, uh, and so the whole thing with the Communist Party is that it is an atheistic party and they don't have any problems um, using humans as fodder, you know, and, and something that they can just cast away. Uh, and so uh, the most persecuted religious movement in China this in 2020 was the subtitle of a book written by Massimo Inside the Church of Almighty God and it was published by Oxford University Press and it received uh, positive r reviews and uh, you know there, there is some things here when you, when you talk about it uh, after three years, and this is of the book being out, there's the risk that the news about the persecution of uh, the church in China would have a lesser impact on Western Western audiences. Uh, and let's get this straight, a lesser impact. When you're publishing things, you can have automatically a lesser impact. Now, the lesser impact is something called persecution fatigue. And it has to do with so much news that's bad uh, about the persecution of Christians. People don't want to hear it anymore. And, and that is a real issue, especially in America and the West where we don't want to hear about this stuff all the time. I would say that, wouldn't you, Tower? I would. And, uh, you know, even Tower and I, in the beginning, there was things we were covering and talking to people many, many years ago. And it's really easy to lose people after a while. And uh, if you persist, you're going to lose friends. I mean, that they weren't friends, but they, you know, you think they're friends. Uh, in 2014, he writes, when the first Christian girls in Nigeria were kidnapped and raped, and in some cases killed. Now see, I don't know about his figure here, because we've been covering this thing for um, a long time. A long time, folks. And we're in our 25th year. And so, there's always been Christian girls kidnapped and raped and use in some time forced marriage and forced to become uh, a Muslim. Uh, and, but see, the thing that we remember about what he mentions is that uh, um, if you remember First Lady Michelle Obama joined uh, hundreds of other celebrities about bringing back our girls. And uh, that hit a lot of pages. But unfortunately, you know, Nobody does that anymore. I mean, it worked once, but nobody says much. You know, see, the people that bring forth the stories, um, here, you're hearing it from Bitter Winter. Uh, you're hearing it because we are covering it. But there's a lot of others, a lot of other organizations that work to relieve um, the persecuted church and we mention those all the time and so if it weren't for all these efforts of people trying to help the persecuted church trying to help uh, the in on the humanitarian front you wouldn't even hear anything that's right and so that's important to understand and uh, they say with the exception of bitter winter which is the publication i'm reading not many media remind the world that persecution continues. And so I, I think that uh, you need to understand these things when we're talking about this. And this particular um, bitter winter, I came across this years ago. And uh, they have certain articles that we will report on. Others, we, we just have a lot of material. But this one I particularly picked up on because 
they they do talk about Nigeria. They do talk about the persecution of the church. They had figures of how many. Now, I would say that particular figure of China, that would probably be low if I was really talking about it. And the reason it would be low is because, number one, we can't really trace in China how many Christians are being persecuted or killed or murdered. That's we, right. We, we simply don't know. I think um, we and hear so, a small percentage of yeah, it. Yeah, and most of those come from reports of people that are on the ground in the scene and they report it. But if if they don't report it, then nobody knows about it. And uh, and so when you talk about a yearly report uh, on the data and everything... Um, you know, they, they even say this, how can we be sure that they are true? This is the figures and the ones who publish it. The answer is that for the precise figures, we should trust the CAG. But the CAG or Bitter Winter are not the only or even the main source about the movement's persecution in China. Now, of course, the CCP is the Chinese Communist Party. So it's interesting to find out that uh, now see the CAG refers to the Church of Almighty God that that's what that figure is and that's from his book and so you know it's really hard but the thing of it is we have to take a figure somewhere we have to understand now see the statistics itself could be incomplete they even admit them themselves and, but they said that between 2011 and the end of 2022, 20, uh, more than uh, 430,000 uh, Christians were arrested by Chinese authorities. 430,000. Wow. And uh, they said 10,895 of them, uh, Christian, this is an addition, were arrested in 2022 so there that's the figures i gave you earlier so that's it's really hard to think but one thing that we can say for certain is that the persecution of christians in china is ongoing and uh, we need to you know and it's not just that there's a lot of other violations on the uyghurs and others uh, you know there are so many things that's going on in china that they think think is all right and it's not all right but see you know china Communism is an atheistic religion anyway. Mm -hmm. So right. the Christian church there, there was one time that we didn't even think there was a Christian church there. This was many years ago. You know, Tower and I have been doing this for 25 years, just this port. But see, we go back into the mid-70s when we began this walk for the Lord and the calling that he called us to. So we've been walking the walk and, and doing this for a long, long time. And so, you know, we we can remember back, you know, when, you know, in the beginning, we didn't even know, and this was before Nixon, that uh, there was even a church left in China. We didn't even know it because it was so secretive when we found out that there was a church. So, remember, God's church is never destroyed. They may be killed, persecuted, but in Christ, they are an overcomer. That's right. And, you know, we've seen a lot of times is when the persecution ramps up, that's when you really see the church start to grow. We've seen that over and over. Yeah, we have. And so, uh, well, at any rate, pray for the church in China. Pray for those trying to cover all of it and get all the figures out. Now we're talking about the night cometh heralding the end of days. This is an article that uh, I published uh, not too long ago, within uh, probably two weeks ago, a week and a half, something like uh -huh. that. But this is on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. And, uh, you know, you, you know very well of what Paul says in Thessalonians, the first uh, epistle, uh, chapter 5, 1 through 6. The first thing he says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that ought to be written unto you. 
uh, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. And and so th- this this sets the stage for the article. You know, we as believers should know the time and the season that we are living in. And when you look at what's happening in America, you can see a short straw of America's liberty and everything. Uh, so, so there's a lot of things that are happening in America. And so um, I write in one particular paragraph, I say, one day soon the chaos in America will be untenable. That is unsustainable. Yeah. This also will be the case globally. So far in the political realm, the fight to bring America back from the brink of socialist names has not gained much ground. Yet today, America has 61% of counties that are sanctuary Second Amendment counties. That means people who have guns and they are pro-Second Amendment. Now, that comes from Roman uh, Balmakoff, who is featured on Epic TV um, and uh, in a post on True Social. And I mention this in this particular article uh, because there are those trying to destroy our nation. And they do not consider how many Americans will fight or shoot back when this uh, nation's chaotic level, level bridges their own safety. The proof of how unstable America is can be seen from the recent years of democratic push for socialism and a woke agenda. In short, pure lawlessness. So I uh, urge you to read this article. Go on over to danaglinsmith.com, warn-usa.com, and read The Night Cometh Heralding the End of Days. This discusses the end of days and tells you what the night is. And uh, you'll be a little more aware about that, but also it's something that we uh, here at Warren Radio, uh, the WIBR, the Watchman Alert Radio Network, uh, the Watchman Institute of Biblical Research. Uh, those are two organizations uh, uh, that form the WIBR Warren Radio, and we are an end-of-days organization dedicated to warning, preaching, teaching, and uh, generally getting the word out to all of society. And we regularly uh, broadcast this over uh, various, uh, mainly over uh, the Internet, but we have a lot of carriers that take this. You'll find it on a lot of different things. Uh, and so uh, check it out. Go on over to our website. You can find more information on where you can find it. But uh, until next time, you know, check out The Night Cometh Heralding the End of Days, danaglinsmith.com, warn-usa.com. And we're going to be talking about Japan next. Now, this is really a a bothersome tower. And, you know, we talked about this years ago. We talked about how they would try to bring in euthanasia. Yep, it is disturbing. And, yes, I remember when, and I thought for years, and we talked about it, that when um, the elderly or handicapped or children that have physical issues they will be deemed no longer useful to society and they will want to kill them that's i and now we're seeing that happen well this article was a yahoo post but the thing of it is uh, there was uh, yasuki narita who is an assistant professor of uh, economics he suggested that euthanasia should be made compulsory. So That's terrible. Uh, um, it's unconscionable. Yeah, it is. And, and so if you're old, it's required that you kill yourself. And if you don't kill yourself, they will have euthanasia made available for you. Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. But it is. You, you know, Japan has a history of Harry Carey. They have a history of, you know, when you become shamed or a burden, you know, you kill yourself. Um, and so there, there's a certain procedure that Japanese go through. 
So this particular professor of economics, uh, you know, says that euthanasia should be made compulsory. And the idea is it avoid burdening the state. In other words, it's not going to cost the state any money, just enough to bury you. But they don't have to worry about trying to take care of you. A very um, uh, solid, uh, harsh, um, globalist type uh, situation. This is something that you would see um, in America that was fallen. It would be seen in uh, George Orwell's world where you you get killed. And uh, you know, I when I seen this, I almost couldn't believe what I was looking right. at. Right, it's unbelievable. Now, the professor actually uh, told the New York Times his comments had been taken out of context added they were related to demands for over uh, for older people in leadership positions to make a way for younger uh, generation. His primary concern was how old people dominated positions of influence in Japanese society. And the references to mass suicide and mass seppuku uh, touched a raw nerve in a country which honored kamikaze pilots during the Second World War, and I mentioned a little bit of what they did before. This is this is uh, Japanese, uh, but see the thing of it is when when you do talk about euthanasia, you know we're we're also talking about Canada because uh, there was euthanasia going on there, uh, and matter of fact they were offering it in regards to of course uh, Canada is just like the UK and offers. Uh, health insurance, you know, socialized health insurance. So uh, when you get in a certain position that there's nothing you, they can do for you, you know, they did come out and, and talk about euthanasia, you know, or dying is a solution. And so dying is not a solution. Uh, That's right. You know, but on the other hand, you know, there's a time that every human being and every animal on this earth is going to die. All living, breathing things are, you know, their lives, their breath they take is in the hands of the Lord. And, you know, when you die, you go to the Lord. And Christ died on the cross to provide hope for you so that that first death, you know, that you go through, you have to face another called the second death. And only through Christ can you find relief from the penalties of the second death. You know, and when you look at this, you know, I, I really tower in today's society. You know, we have all kinds of technology. And we have all kinds of ability. And the only thing we can talk about is euthanasia as an answer. <laughs> they, they have no hope. They don't understand that there's hope in the Lord. That's the problem. And it's if you kill yourself, you know, it's kind of hard good. to believe for a miracle from the Lord when you kill yourself. So there are a lot of issues here, but, you know, we don't worry about this. We live for Christ. It's sad. Yeah, it they is. They want to destroy what God created. Now, there's another journalist here that described the remark that this guy said as irresponsible, adding that pe people believe, oh, my grandparents are the ones who are living longer and we should just get rid of them. See, and that's really what it sounds. It and then in 2013, uh, a finance minister in, in Japan 
said the elderly should hurry up and die to spare the nation the cost of their medical care. That's cold-hearted. Can you believe that? Stone, what a heart of stone. Well, Japan isn't a Christian nation anyway. No. There, there's Christians there, but it's not a Christian nation. So at any rate, uh, are you ready? Yes. This is another story from Pakistan of a young girl being kidnapped. Her name was is Sayara, and she's 15 years old, and she was kidnapped on December 15th of last year, 2022. And um, her dad, Arif, or Gil, said he lost hope of finding his 15-year-old daughter who was abducted by a 60-year-old Muslim man who forcibly married her and converted her to Islam. And um, he went to the police station to register a report and they wouldn't accept his report because she had been a domestic help to the man's wife who kidnapped her and they're both the wife is a, a Muslim government school principal so she works for the government so the police wouldn't even register the report they wouldn't have nothing to do with him they tried to stop him and he was able to get a lawyer and the lawyer is the chairman of the Minorities Alliance Pakistan his name is Akmel Batty, and he learned of Gill's ordeal on February 3rd and immediately arranged for the family to meet with the regional police chief protesting police indifference. They demanded immediate registration of a first information report. And so a FIR was registered against the man that kidnapped her on February 4th and officers began raids for his arrest and the recovery of Ciara. The case was registered under Section 365B of the pa Pakistan Penal Code relating to kidnap, abducting, and forcible marriage. And they raided his house, but his wife handed them a marriage certificate. Of course, it was a false one. It and um, and all these cases, and so hopefully they will eventually find this young girl. The police are acting now, and it's it, you know it was unfortunate the family was deprived of justice because they are poor and Christian when this first happened. And if the police had acted right away, the child could have been recovered sooner. So this is, um, the prolonged delay has given them am ample time to change locations. And um, they're still searching for her, at least that hopefully they will bring her home in a couple months. So we must pray for her and all the others. This is just one of the many stories that we hear of these young girls being forced into conversion and underage marriages. And the law, the age there is, the minimum age for marriage of girls is 16 in that province where she was kidnapped and 18 in other provinces. And Batty, the, Gill's lawyer, is calling for the federal government to set the minimum marriageable age to 18 across Pakistan. You know, I just feel for these young women. Well, you know, I do too. And, you know, it, it, it happens so much. All the time. All the time. And, uh, you know, just gut-wrenching. Yes. Yeah, so the, these poor girls are taken. And it's forced conversion and underage marriage are a long-standing issue in Pakistan, and at least a thousand women from religious minorities, including Christians and Hindus, are forcibly converted and married annually in the country. Yeah. 
I've seen an article today where where that was happening. That is so tragic. And uh, matter of fact, it it was China. It was a report out of China. And uh, a Chinese girl, a Chinese woman, was working for the government and was talking about she had three girls and uh, she would have them ready. And, uh, and uh, these girls are answering calls to go to work, but they don't understand the kind of work they're going to be pushed to do. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. And, they're, you know, selling souls and slavery. Yeah. And uh, sexual immorality. The whole thing is disgusting. It is. Well, while we're talking about things, uh, we're talking about India. And, you know, the, when we talk about Christian persecution over there, the Christians who are persecuted, uh, the main groups are, are radical Hindus. And you will also find, uh, you know, other groups maybe from time to time might do something. But the biggest place that they get in trouble, uh, they go after Christians, is through uh, the India uh, push for anti-conversion laws. And right now in India, they have 11 of the Indian states with anti-conversion laws on the book. And... Uh, this causes a problem. Now, see, in the midst of all this, uh, you know, you, you have Hindu nationalist groups. And what that means is they want India to be all Hindu. And they don't want anybody else. And they don't want to lose any Hindus to any Christians or any other group. They don't want anybody to be saved. They want to keep them the way it is. And, of course, there is a group uh, that... Uh, is called, uh, they're called the RSS, and uh, they get right into the political part of it. Um, and uh, this particular group puts the word fascism uh, back into uh, style in India. In other words, if they could get away with it. Um, and monks, and these are Hindu monks. Now, by the way, this comes via Mission Network News Online. And uh, Mission Network News Online is a good Christian uh, missions uh, reporting agency. And uh, they do more than that. But you can check them out at Mission Network News Online. Um, actually, it's missionnetworknewsonline.org. Uh, and so there is an organization also, also called Bibles for the World. And uh, one particular individual by the name of John Pudiate, uh talks about anti-conversion laws, that they provide a perfect cover per, for persecution. And so... The Hindu, uh, the, the Hindu uh, Dutva forces, that's these, are like these RSS groups. Um, they provide for, as he says, a perfect cover for persecution. And they are using that to attack the body of Christ in India. And of course, we cover this all the time. They're always getting yeah. attacked. They're also Christians are also always getting attacked in uh, um, Nigeria as well. I mean, the, we can go around the world and it's happening everywhere. Um, and so when we talk about induced conversion, now this is something we talked about many, many years ago, that they are going to get it to the point um, to where... Um, if there's any kind of conversion, uh, people get in trouble. Uh, and that's going to be regulated globally. And so by the time you get uh, the beast here and the mark and all that going, uh, conversions uh, is going to be one of those things uh, that is going to be a tool that they will use to stop conversions totally. 
and uh, and so uh, and I've heard this argument many many times when you you find Hindus that uh, get saved you know they become Christian uh, and so the other Hindus are all up in arms accusing the Christians right. of paying them to become Christian. And because India is so full of poor people, poor, um, you have that a lot. And there's a lot of Christians who are, are of, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, they're the lower classes. And so the rich Hindus, uh, you know, many of them hire them and can abuse them and do things. And so... You know, these are all situations. These are all troubles that is going on globally that are used to stop Christians from proclaiming the gospel. And so, uh, this Pudiite, uh, this John with... Uh, Bibles for the world. Uh, in India, they're trying to pass a nationwide bill that would restrict or severely limit conversion from one religion to another. Now, see, that's the only way they can figure to stop it. Because the fact of the matter it is, and, and I know example of one pastor, he was eventually martyred, but they called him over, you know, they would always call him up, and he had a church. And he would always go on over, and this was in India, um, and he would pray for them if they were sick. And so this one family he knew called him over because they were sick, and he prayed for them, and they got well. So they became Christians because nobody else could help them, and they, they can't afford money to go to the hospital, but he just prayed for them, and they got well. So they killed him for it. <laughs> So this is this is the thing you're facing, um, and so you know they'll tear down uh, they will tear down churches, you know they will kill your pastors they they will do anything they can, and uh, or they'll use bulldozers, and, and many times, especially in India, uh, when the churches are burnt or torn down. Or, you know, the building where the pastor lives in or the people, you know, they will uh, burn the house down or they'll tear it down. And the police won't do anything. They have full police protection to do whatever they want. And that's because the police are Hindus. And if the police don't do what the rest of them say, they will persecute the police. So the police are really kind of... You know, especially in India, we see this all the time. Uh, and there are a few instances where the police won't go along with it, but not many times. Far and few between. Yeah, far and few between. So that is, uh, you know, when we talk about, <clears throat> and, you know, the whole thing of it is, is this, there's a lot of internal violence that, that people think India is going to get involved in. Because there's so much of this going on, it's so divided. But it's not just India. There is chaos in, in many, many parts of the world all the time. America's divided in chaos. You, you see this, you know, there, there's troubles literally globally. And so all this shaking and all these troubles is another indicative uh, sign uh, of the times that we're in, the end of days. And so, you know, missions is going to go forth. You know, people are going to proclaim the gospel. You know, and no amount of killing Christians is going to stop them. That's right. And and that's just all the way, all there is to it. We will declare the gospel. We will talk about it. So pray for your brothers and sisters in India. Pray yes. that they that they Please. will be able to escape this persecution. All these stories. Pray for the people, and uh, ask the Lord to intervene in their behalf.
And so now we are, this is Pakistan, no justice for Christians. For children. Oh, no, Christians. You're right. Sorry. This is Morning Star News. And uh, we were going to cover this one some time ago. I hate stories like this. I do. It's very disturbing. You you have a Muslim landowner, typical, okay? You know, it could be a Hindu. If you were in India, it'd be a Hindu landowner or a Hindu owner of a store or something. Uh, or here it's a Muslim landowner. Because why is that? Because the Christians in both these countries have no money, very little. They get by by serving others. Uh, it's very dangerous. So a Muslim landowner in Pakistan beat a Catholic farm laborer to death. And what did he do wrong? Well, the landowner said he stole oranges from his orchard. Now, if this guy is a Christian, I'd be hard-pressed to believe he stole oranges. Right, exactly. Most of the time, they just kill him, you know, just because. And they don't need a real big reason to kill believers. Now, this killing follows another one uh, that was shot to death. He stopped Muslims from stealing from his guava crop, and they killed him. So this one here, he is killed because the owner said that he stole oranges. The other one got killed <laughs> because he tried to stop the Muslims from stealing his guava crop. That's how he paid, that's how he would uh, support his family. Yeah. I mean, and this, they, this is what's going it. on. Yeah. Sounds like this garbage going on in America. You know, this, this is globally, folks. And the only difference is, is, is like China is more powerful and they get away with stuff over there. And like the Uyghurs, they were using Uyghurs uh, to harvest body uh, parts for the rich. And they would just take it out of them and like if they had, you know, you have two kidneys, they'll take one and sell it. And I've even seen stories where they would just take the Uyghurs and take their, kill them and harvest all their body parts. Yes, th that's going on in, in China. That is so wicked. So, so you, you get back here to Pakistan. Pakistan and India, you know, one is Muslim the other is Hindu. And of course, in, Pac in India, you do have Muslims, you have Sikhs, you have uh, others that are like animus. And we're always talking about the Christians getting killed. All the time. And see, that's also why people get tired of listening. Or they get desensitized, and they because they're being desensitized, and they won't listen anymore. Yeah. You got to you got to be on guard not to let your heart be hardened towards these situations of your brothers and sisters. So in this particular case, it was in the Punjab province. And the guy's name, the landlord, his middle name is Muhammad. Huh. Well, so, is it any wonder? My uncle was busy at work. Now, this is the first time I've witnessed about it. When Wasim, that is the landlord, another man approached him, accusing him of stealing their citrus. He pleaded in, innocent, but the men lunged at him and beat him up mercilessly, resulting in his death. And he was the only breadwinner for his wife and six children. He was very hardworking and honest, and police found no evidence from the crime scene that suggested he had committed any theft. 
adding that 35 Christian families is, uh, families in the village are poor laborers who work for Muslim landowners. Now this is exactly how it's done over in India. And and, and most of them are deletes, uh, you know. Uh, the lower caste system. Yeah, the, the lowest uh, caste. And they say, and this is a quote for them, we are very poor and too weak to even think of offending the Muslim villagers. They know that we are helpless and that they can get away with anything, even murder. They don't have money to get a good lawyer. The murderers are powerful people. And it's only a matter of time when they'll be out on bail by influencing the police investigation. That's right. And the fact we are Christian makes us more vulnerable. We are in dire need of legal aid and financial assistance. You know, and the thing of it is, is that when you read stuff like this, this is really hard to understand when you live in America. Yes, it is. But there are people that live their entire lives treated like trash. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think I could live like that, Tower. Oh, it would be very difficult for, um, after living in America all our lives. And so one thing that we do, we tell you about these stories. We ask you to pray for them. We ask you not only to pray for them, but if you've got extra money, find a source that you can give the money to that has boots on the ground overseas. And we have a lot of these sources that we report on. And they all do it. And, I, you know, when we do this, I don't tell you to send the money to us. I tell you to send the money like persecution.org, Barnabas Aid. There's a lot of them. And if you can't figure out any, Go to our website at warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. Get on the contact page and send us a little note saying you need to know who to send it to. And I'll, and I'll send you back a, a various names of people that, that we know of. And you can pray about it. And... Yeah. Because we don't, we don't do this to get any money. Okay, I hope you understand that. No, these organizations don't pay us uh, to do their stories. They don't pay us in any way, shape, or form. We don't take money for this. We do this because we service, we love these people. We don't want to see them have to go through this anymore. We want the Lord's deliverance for them. Yes, amen. This is more than money. You can choke on your money. But these are lives, and we also don't like the lives like of, you know, those in in China, the Uyghurs who who are getting who have been so treated terribly, so persecuted. Yeah, and, and they're Muslims, but but they're human beings. You know that there's some things deeper, and you need to rise above what is going on in this world. And you have to make your stand for truth. So this story is via Morningstar News. You can donate uh, to them, matter of fact. Uh, they, they have a whole bunch of stuff. They, they work to get the word out. But there's a lot of different ones. And so we're going to move on now. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Sterilization of children. This comes to us via eagleforum.org and Anne Shafley. Shafley? Shafley. Shafley. She's the chairman of Eagle Forum, writes the story. Oh, her last name's Corey. Anne Shafley Corey. Her mom started that. Oh, okay. Everyone has a gag point, even far-left progressives. 
for Jamie Reed, who worked for four years at the Pediatric Transgender Center at Washington University School of Medicine at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Her gag point was the sterilization of children. The safety of children should not be a matter for our culture wars. And she went on to say, or, um, and spoke of Jamie Reed as courageous because she has blown the whistle on gender ideology. Unlike the medical professionals who are pushing children to mutilate their bodies, Jamie Reed wants to do no harm and stop the trans wreck. Jamie Reed has children, so she understands that no one, not even the attending physician, cares more than the parent about the health and well-being of the child. So she was alarmed that her employer, the Pediatric Transgender, Clin Transgender Clinic, did not recognize parental rights. Doctors saw themselves as more informed decision makers over the fate of these children. In her attempt to help one patient, Jamie Reed wrote to the staff therapist, I do not ethically agree with linking a minor patient to a therapist who would be gender affirming with gender as a focus of their work without that being discussed with the parent and the parent agreeing to that kind of care. She points out that many of the patients come from unstable families and that these children had many other unaddressed problems besides gender dysphoria. These children were crying for help, and instead of helping the children, the doctors experimented on them. Her boss said, We are building the plane while we are flying it. And Jamie Reed responds, No one should be a passenger on that kind of aircraft. And any time that I had a medical procedure, I am required to sign consent forms and listen to all possible side effects and negative outcomes. These children, who are too young to give legal consent, were subjected to experiments that permanently altered their voice, body shape, genitalia, and fertility. Many children were sterilized before they even had sexual contact. No child can possibly understand the loss of fertility. According to Jamie Reed, more than a thousand children have been treated by the St. Louis Clinic. How many more thousands of children have been mutilated by physicians across this country? That's very tragic, Dana. Oh, it is. And when you get right down to it, there's only two sexes, male and female. You look at the skeletal structure, and one is built for a woman and to give, carry a baby and give birth, and the other is a man. That's right. There's no doubt about that. We're going to have to close, but that's a good one to close on. Yes. Anne Schlafly is the daughter of Phyllis Schlafly, who uh, uh, started Eagle Foreman, uh, Forum. I mean, it's been in existence for a long time. Uh, she died, of course, passed on. Her daughter is now there. And I don't know all the history of it, but uh, that, that came from her, her you know, Ann Schlafly, and, uh, Ann Schlafly Corey. And there's a lot of truth in that, and I agree with it 100%. Yes, yes. So check out Eagle Forum. You can get them, find them online. You know, these uh, these doctors that are experimenting on their children are no different than the doctors that ex during World War II that experimented on the Jews. That's right. The Nazis. We're going to have to get done with this. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We're, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, and please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. And we hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And may he bless you richly for all you do for him. We love you. Good night, everybody. And don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows and read the articles. Until next time, take care of yourself and be safe. Shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.